I just wanted to also share what God put on my heart today. So, uh, you know, uh, God reminded me when I got stabbed nine times, you know, and this was when I was like 22 years old or so. It was out in California. I had literally just come to know the Lord, you know, a little bit before that. And then all of a sudden I get stabbed nine times. Many of you know my testimony and of course, that was like a Damascus Road encounter for me. That was the beginning of a massive change in my life. And, you know, but I, I sometimes you got to think back to initially what the Lord said. You know, what did he say? And I don't know if you ever heard that story or me give the testimony, but there was afterwards I got bitter about what happened. I was angry that God allowed this to happen to me because all of a sudden I had stab wounds all over my body. And, you know, uh, for somebody that came from Hollywood, that was like a big deal you know, I had these keloid scars and, you know, I would take my shirt off and I would be like, man, I look like, you know, a gangbanger or something. I got stabs all over my body, you know? So there was a period of time and how many know sometimes even when God does something amazing, like saving your life, uh, you know, the enemy will get in your mind, in your head and start making you think. And, you know, I started getting bitter. Like, why did God let this happen to me? you know, and I started blaming God instead of being thankful, you know, which is crazy when you think about it now, but I'm just being real. That's kind of how I started getting there in the initial, you know, aftermath of the whole thing, even though there were so many powerful things that were happening at that time. And the Lord sent three people, and these were three random people. One was in uh, Macy's in Burbank. One was in a coffee shop, and that was in like Studio City area in the San Fernando Valley. And then one was in Northridge in a, in a 24 hour fitness, you know? And so these weren't people that were in churches or any type of Christian meeting. It was literally random, complete strangers in places that you would never expect somebody to give you a prophetic word. So that's how I knew being a very skeptical person, especially at that time and a real seeing as believing guy. Uh, that's like, for me, I always go back to this cause I just think there's no possible way that this could have happened unless it was the Lord. And he sent these people and they gave me, these three people gave me a word. And for all the years, this is what's so crazy for all the years, what I've been telling about this story is just the fact that three people had a word and it was the same word. And they said I was going to be in ministry and you know, the Lord is going to be with me and you know, all this stuff. And so you know, for years, and by the way, yes, I am feeling better. And thank you, everybody, for saying that uh, and for praying for me. I'm feeling much, much better. So thank you. Thank you. I even got a haircut today. Um, so anyways, back to the story, because I think this is really important, because this is, this is part of, you know, um, everybody that's in ministry, the Lord will give you a message. And, you know, sometimes it's a seasonal message or you know, there'll be things that, you know, you'll be talking about for a couple weeks or things like that. If you notice, that's what happens with me. And then God will say, okay, you've, you've proved that point or you've said what you're supposed to say and then he'll give you something else. So he'll give you those types of messages and I've just found that that's the way he works. But another thing God will do is he'll, you'll have like your go-to and it, usually your go-to, I think of the scripture that says, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so obviously God knew that having a testimony is important and especially in the later hour that we're in, uh, I think a lot of us, if we don't, even if you don't know the word that good, you can share what God's done in your life and your per and no one really can argue with a true story about your life. Like 
You know, if I find somebody that's super hostile to Christianity, they just hate me because I'm a Christian. And sometimes, you know, I'll wear a shirt like, you know, something about God or something. I'll be in an airport. I remember this one woman recently, I was in, I think, Springfield. And she, you know, I hate Christians and I hate your shirt. And, you know, we ended up having this great half hour conversation in the in the Delta Airlines line or whatever, because it wasn't moving. And so I had a captive audience. And, you know, whenever I get into one of those situations where it's like a hostile you know, I go to my go-to because they say, they say, you know, I don't believe in God or God is fake or, you know, something like that. So then I'll just say, look, I totally get that. And I was actually like you too. So I can totally relate to what you're saying, but let me share my story. And, and almost no one will say, I don't want to hear your story. Almost everybody will be like, okay, I yeah, share your story. You know, so I shared my testimony about being stabbed nine times. And I will tell you this woman who was very hostile all of a sudden, like she started, you know, you could tell she was softening and the Lord was working on her heart. And it was because, you know, I'm sharing my life story. Like, you know, I was stabbed nine times and God spared my life. And that's why I'm Christian. And, you know, that's why I'm, I'm the man I am today. And I became a preacher because, you know, what are you going to do once you're in the presence of God and you almost died and the Lord spares your life? And, you know, it's like, what else are you going to do? Like, you know, I knew God was real and all of a sudden he put me on this mission. And, you know, so it's a little bit different for me. And I hope you understand and honestly, this woman who was super hostile to Christians, she told me she's, I'm a liberal, I'm a, you know, I'm a Democrat, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lesbian. Like she went through the whole thing. And so I hate Christians. And it was like, but the cool thing is like, once I shared this with her about what God did in my life and my story, it was like all of a sudden she was dismantled and then she was willing to like have this conversation with me. And, you know, when we left, like, I think she even said like, Hey, I actually like you, even though you're a Christian, you know, and. So it was like, wow, like here, you know, we made some progress. Praise God. You know, we made some progress. So anyway, the testimony is always a way where if somebody's super hostile or they don't want to hear like, you know, you beat them over the head with the Bible or something like that, just tell them your story. Just tell them what God's done in your life. And you'd be amazed. And, and you say, well, I haven't been stabbed nine times. It, listen, even if you think your story is not big or you think your story is not important, but you'd be surprised how many people relate to whatever it is that you've been through? Some of you may have a good, it, it, it's, there's no, there's no like, like, uh, you know, better testimony, worse testimony. Like I know we try to put those labels on things, but seriously, every testimony that leads to God is the same. Like it's a good level, like God will use it. And, and so I, I'm just sharing this because a lot of people will say, well, you have this crazy testimony or you have this big story. I don't have that. But see, don't, don't think of it like that because you, you have, there's some story that you have and maybe you haven't tapped into it fully. Like, you know, for instance, let me give an example. Like my father was very rude and abusive and, and mean spirited. And it was really hard for me to overcome in my parents because my parents had a really difficult marriage until the Lord got a hold of their life and did some really amazing things later on. But when I was a child, it was, it was brutal, you know? And so sometimes, you know, especially now I'll share that story, even though it's very personal and it's not something that I've always talked about publicly, but see, when you start releasing what God's done, you say, but you know what? The Lord showed me that that's not the way I'm going to be when I get married. And I was able to overcome those generational curses and, you know, God did something new and fresh in my life. And so I relate, but you know, that could have been my path, but then the Lord, you know, and so whatever it is that you're sharing, other people have been through these things. And I think this is what the church has missed is we haven't 
We haven't been real. Can I just be honest? We haven't been real. Some people have, but a lot of people haven't. We, we see people in church and, and well, you know, how are you doing, Todd? Oh, everything's great. Blessed and highly favored. You know, everything's good. And meanwhile, like that week has been H-E-double-L, but you don't want to say it, you know? And so instead you're like, oh, I'm good. You put on this, you know, and this is for years. This has kind of been the culture in the Christian world. And if you shared something, you know, that was difficult, people would kind of back off or they'd say, you know what, like, uh, you know, it's like, how can I pray for you? And then you really start sharing the truth. And then it's like, oh, I, I gotta go, I gotta go, you know? Why? why? Why can't we just be real? Why can't we just say, look, my life wasn't perfect. Like, my family wasn't perfect. My family situation was actually hard. But you know what? God gave me the strength. And God gave, you know, he somehow I'm still here. I'm standing and you know what? The devil tried to take me out and tried to get me in rebellion in my teens and in my college years. But you know what? I, the Lord, by his grace and mercy, not only sustained me, but gave me a second chance in life. And, you know, and it's like, and we start talking about how God turned around our situation for his glory. You see what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, like, there, this is what people in the world want to hear because they, they don't want to hear the, the veneer, you know, blessed and highly favored version of Christianity. That's that's old. That's old wineskin. People are looking for like authenticity, and and they, look, it's like I'm I'm the first one to tell you I am not perfect. Like you know, I try, I try very hard. Like I'm sure you do, but do I make mistakes? Do I sin sometimes? I do. I you know, I'm not saying that I blatantly and purposely repetitively sin. But what I'm saying is like, you know, I'm a human and we're all human. And so, you know, sometimes I'll be walking and maybe I'll throw a piece of paper on the ground. And then I'm, you know, my wife's like, why did you do that? Pick it up. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, sometimes you're just, you know, you're human. And so don't be too hard on yourself. But the thing is, is like, what we got to do is we got to be real. And so where we're going in this next season, because I'm going to tell you something right now, there is such a harvest. Listen to me. If you haven't heard anything else, what I said today, listen to this. There is such a harvest out there right now. People have never been as hungry for answers and for truth as they are right now. And so you, this, this kind of brings it full circle. So when I was talking about my testimony, so, so here's the deal, okay? Share your testimony, very important. Don't be ashamed of your story. Don't think your story is not important. Don't think what you've been through is, oh, you know, you listen to some of these preachers or these speakers and they say, my gosh, they're, you know, he went to hell and came back or, you know, all this, the mic testimony, you know, it's not really that big. Don't think of yourself that way. A lot of people come to me and they say, well, Todd, I'm just a nobody. Don't say that. Like you are a somebody, you are made fearfully and wonderfully. The Lord made you specifically as you are. He, he broke the mold with you. You, are, you have uh, the ability to do something that no one else in this, on this planet can do exactly like you. You understand that? And so your story and the way that God made you and your testimony and all, all the things that you've walked through, like don't minimalize that or don't make it like it's not a big deal. And you say, well, I've been a Christian my whole life. You know, what can I, what I, you know, what can I talk about? Listen, even if you've been a Christian your whole life, maybe you've never been in the world and maybe you haven't, you know, partied or done drugs or alcohol. Good. Praise God. But the deal is you have a different, you have a different version of, of, of the story. You could say, look, I was in churches and I had to find my own identity. And, you know, I was, 
I mean, there's always a story. There's always something that God has been showing you. You understand what I'm saying? There's always something that God has done in your life that, that he wants you to speak out to people that will set the captive free. Listen to me now. They overcome by the blood of the lamb. We need the blood of the lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood. The blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You're gonna you're gonna make this like, like get this in, in all of our head, all of our head. I gotta get it in my head too. This is the weapon. It's one of the weapons, not the weapon. It's a weapon. The sword of the spirit. That's a big, huge weapon. That's one of the biggest weapons, probably the most important weapon. Uh, you know, overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so back to my testimony, back to why I started talking about this. So for years, I've been telling people the story of, you know, three people came up and gave a prophetic word. And then, you know, by the third time I was like, okay, God, you're definitely real. And I wept and I went in the parking lot of that 24 hour fitness. And I said, Lord, obviously you want me, you know, you, you got my attention I was somebody who's like a real doubter, you know, I didn't believe it, but you got my attention. I started weeping in that parking lot. And it wasn't soon after that I enrolled in the King's College of Seminary in Van Nuys, California under Dr. Jack Hayford and the rest is history. And this is many, many, many years ago, but God saved a wretch like me. And so for years and years, I've been telling this story and that's about the, the most of what I said about the, about the three prophecies. So here, fast forward like 25 years, okay? And, and literally, like probably 26 years now. I keep tw saying 25 years. I forget how old I am. You know, we're, we're going to 26 years now. 26 years ago, this all happened, right? So now, here I am, you know, and, 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 and I'm thinking about this, and I'm in prayer today, and the Lord starts putting a new version of this same story on my mind. He says, Todd, do you remember what the prophetic word was that the people said to you. And I said, well, yeah, you know, you're gonna soar over the wings of eagles, you're gonna run and not grow weary, you know, and it was like the same story. And he said, no, you gotta go back and 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 look at the verses and and, and what does that mean? And so I go back and so today I'm, I'm, I'm in prayer, I'm, I'm getting ready for tomorrow night's, you know, uh, Friday night sermon. And, you know, I'm, usually on Thursdays when the Lord starts giving me, you know, more about what I'm gonna talk about and I'm in studying and I'm, you know, I'm praying. And, and so anyway, I'm praying and I'm studying and I'm, and, and all of a sudden, the Lord reminds me, he says, look, he says, the whole thing about it, this is your testimony, overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony. And in the testimony with the three people that gave you the word, what did they say? You're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to soar with wings of eagles. And so I started going through the verses and oh my gosh, he will renew our strength. He will renew our strength. So let me just get the verse here so that I can, and forgive me for a second. Thank you guys for tuning in. And hopefully you're getting something from this, but I just, I was excited by this. And I'll share a little bit about this on the call uh, tonight. So he will renew your strength. Okay, so this is the scripture and it's in Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah, there you go, Kim, you're on it, you're on it. So let me just pull up the whole chapter here real quick. Uh, and, and yeah, Isaiah 40, 31. Okay, so, but those who hope in the Lord, get this, okay, will renew their strength, okay? Will renew their strength. And, and so those who hope in the Lord, what do you gotta do? You gotta hope in the Lord. What, who's our hope? Jesus. Are we in a world right now that's like completely hopeless? Yes. 
Everywhere I go, even the saints, they got their tails between their legs. People come up to me, Pastor, I'm so discouraged. I'm so beat down. I'm so weary. Why did the scripture say, don't grow weary in doing good? Pastor, I'm under attack. Well, yes, we knew we'd be under attack. The Lord said that would happen. But here's, here's what he says, though. And, and the apostle Paul, by the way, who probably went through this just as much as it was we're going through, maybe probably more. I mean, here's a guy that was thrown in jail and wrote, wrote some of the letters in jail, by the way. And what did he say? He encourages himself in Christ. So we're going to need to be able to encourage ourselves in Christ. And let's read this. So, but those who hope, those who hope in who? The Lord. Those that hope in who? The Lord. Who is our hope? The Lord. Where is our hope? It's in Jesus. Who is our hope? The Lord. Those who hope in the Lord will what? Renew their strength. This is the verse. I kid you not. This is the verse that the people that prophesied over me were saying. This is what they said. And so I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I, I started getting into this, studying about this thing. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. I'm going to read it one more time because I want this to sink in. Okay, this was the verse that was prophesied by three random prophets that came up to me. One was in Macy's, one was in this coffee shop, and one was in the 24-hour fitness in Northridge 25 years ago. And for 25 years, if you just tuned in, I've been telling my testimony, and I kind of share a little bit about this, but I never understood. They were proclaiming something over me that was a message that I needed to share. And the Lord put this on my heart today. I'm going to start crying. He put this on my heart today, and I just realized, my God, this is the message. Like, this is, like, this is it. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. He's our hope. He's our rest. He's our peace. Okay, they will soar on wings like eagles. You, you are meant to soar. You are meant, you say, what the world is going crazy. You say, they're, they're getting a digital currency ready. The, the, there's a possibility of a world war, Todd. You know, uh, you know, the U.S. is in corruption. I mean, look what just happened with the elections on Tuesday. I mean, there's so much corruption. There's so much stuff going on. What good news could there possibly be? But look, God didn't make a mistake in bringing us in the world at this time. He knew we were going to be here. And so what is the message of the ecclesia? What is the message of the body? Well, number one, the message is like, you know, the word of God, the gospel, obviously. Go and make disciples of the nations and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the word of God. You know, the Lord says, look, and lo, I'll be with you even until the end of the age. Like teach them the word of God by all means. Make disciples. Get people saved, set free, healed, delivered. That's our great commission. But what's the message of the people of God? I mean, of course, it's the gospel, but it's the it's that there's hope in Jesus. So, so we, we we don't need to get our hope from any any event that's happening in our world right now. Any anything that's going on, we don't need to get like like turn on the news to find out if our day is going to be good. We don't need to to to, to listen. And, and so anyway, the Lord started speaking to me even more, and I'm going to share this revelation with you, and then I got to go. But he starts sharing this revelation, and, and, you know, I said, Lord, why are people so prone in this hour? Everybody wants a word. You know, why are people so prone to go to these, like, online prophets? And not all of them are bad. There's some really good, you know, online people, and, and you know, and thank God the Lord is using, 
you know, the airwaves and there are some legit people out there, but we know that there's also false prophets. The scripture says literally that, you know, one of the signs of the end times, there's many false prophets will rise up. So we know that's happening and it's going to happen more. So I said, why, why are even the elect deceived in the scripture? Why is there so many people that are, that are running to and fro and, and they're, and they're, you know, they're just looking for, you know, something, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and there's a lot of these people that run to and fro like chickens with their heads cut off. And the Lord said this, he says, because they haven't, they haven't understood yet that I'm their source, that I am their hope, that I'm, see, if that was the message of the body of Christ, that, that our hope, it's like that old song, our hope is found in nothing less than Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Like if we get what it means to be a Christian, a follower of Yeshua, a follower of Jesus, it, we don't need to like know. I mean, it's good to hear a, a, a real prophetic word. Don't get me wrong. It's good to have some prophetic insight. It's good to like, you know, be a watchman. We're all watchmen out there. I'm not saying these things are bad. But what I'm saying is like none of these things, we don't have to like, that's not what we yearn for. What we yearn for is spending time with the most high. What we yearn for is being in the presence of, of the most high God is having the anointing of the Holy Spirit. That should, he's our source. And, and so as we go ahead, see, God's going to take some people home. And I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. There are going to be people that are going to be taken home and we're not going to understand it. We're not going to understand God. Why did you take them home? I mean, generals, good people, but they weren't made to go the next place. They weren't, they were like Moses. They weren't made to go into the promised land. They weren't made to live in this next season. So when they go, we will mourn because there's a time to mourn and we will honor them. But don't be surprised when this happens, okay? Don't be surprised when some people are taken home because some people are not meant to, hear this, go where we're about to go. Some people are not meant to, we're about to go into a time of great calamity. We're about to go into a time of, of tremendous war. And th there's the, why do people like the ticklier people is because they're telling them everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. And so people are, they're, 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 they're looking for itching ears. Oh, where, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to hear what you got to say. No, no, no. Listen, the, the real prophetic voices in this hour are saying, repent. They're saying, they're saying, you know, uh, warning, warning, something's about to happen. But then they're also giving insight. But there is going to be good news. There is going to be, the, the Lord is going to move in miracles, signs, and wonders. We're going to see a great harvest of souls. You know, there is, there is encouragement in Jesus Christ. But, but don't get it twisted. We're not looking for, for tickle ear stuff where people are just saying it's going to be just how it was for the last 20 years. And, you know, there's going to be no problem in America. You know, the economy is going to bounce back and we're going to all just be great and everything's going to be fine. And God just, no, that's not what's happening. And anybody that has discernment knows that, by the way. Anybody that has discernment knows there's a warning. There's something coming. And you feel it in your spirit and you know Something big is about to happen. You know that we're on the cusp. You can feel it that this next year is going to be significant and there's going to be difficult things that are about to happen and there's going to be some catastrophic things. There's going to be some, this next year is going to be bumpy. But here's the deal. Those who, I'm going to read this again now so you get the fullness of what God is saying. Okay, but those who have hope in the Lord, this is what he wants you to understand. You, you, if you were made for this hour, if you were made 
to, to be in this time as part of the body of Christ, the ecclesia, you were made for such a time as this, so don't grow weary in doing good. Here's the deal. Those who hope in the Lord, not in what the man said, not in what this person tickling ears said, or this thing or that thing, those who put their hope in the Lord, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, those who, oh my gosh, this is so, those who put their hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And I just proclaim, I declare and decree in the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, every saint of God that hears this message, it's not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. I pray that every person that has been weary, that has been heavy laden, that has been going through it in this time, that has felt hopelessness, depression, oppression, that has been under spiritual attack, in the name of Jesus right now, I pray a renewing, a refreshing, because you are our hope. You are our strength. You are our rest. Hallelujah. The devil is trying to take your faith. And your faith is so critical, crucial, and important because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so your faith has been tested. Hear this word. This is for you. Your faith has been tested, but hold on. Hold on, because those who renew their strength in the Lord will not grow weary in doing good. You will stand in the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to read it again, and then I got to go. Thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm just, it's like a full circle for me right now because it's like 25 years, and this, this literally got unlocked today for me, and it's been right there in my face. And the Lord said one of the biggest things that you're gonna be doing through me, not by your power, not by your might, not by your name, but through my Holy Spirit, one of the biggest things that you're gonna be doing, and I'm gonna speak this over you too, that you're gonna be doing, okay, is, is renewing the strength of the saints by pointing them back to Jesus, by letting them know where their strength comes from, by letting them know where their power comes. It doesn't come from a prophetic word. It doesn't come from this one or that one, or I gotta be part of this one's ministry. I gotta chase this person, you know, 50 cities around the United States. No, here's the deal. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus is the name. Jesus is the name. You understand that? It is not my name. It is not this person's name. It is not that person's name. The name of Jesus is a strong tower that the righteous run into and they are saved. Hallelujah. It's him. We lift up his name. Not my name, his name. Not your name, his name. Not this person, not that person. The name of Jesus. So as I read this right here, I want this to sink in your spirit tonight. And, and to, to just find rest and peace, no matter what it is that you're going through. I pray the peace that passes all understanding comes upon you right now. I pray in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And if you didn't hear this word, I highly encourage you to go back. Because this, this one is from God. I'm telling you right now, I am, I am undone in his presence right now. I, I am undone in his presence. This is, this is from the Lord. And I know that you, that discern, you could, you could, because it's about him. It's just about him. I'm so tired of people making it about themselves. It's about him. He's the one that did it all. He deserves the glory. Who deserves the glory? It's not some social media influencer. It's not me. It's not this ministry. 
Who deserves the glory? Who did everything in my life, every single thing? Jesus. Who is the one that's done it all? It's Jesus. My God, it's Jesus. I would never, ever want to get in any way in the way of what God has done. Never, 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 never. That is the wrong, you, you, man, don't mess with the Lord. Don't mess with the Lord. So 25 years, this message has been brewing in my spirit. 25 years, and the Lord released this word today in such a powerful, mighty way. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Saint of God, do not grow weary in doing good. Renew your strength in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. When the spirit of the Lord comes, there's freedom. There's freedom. And, and you know what? <laughs> I don't know if this happens to you, but when I start feeling the presence of God, I tear up because it's just, you know, he's just so glorious. He's just so wonderful. He's just, I would never want to even for a second take any credit for what God has done. Only, only God deserves that glory. I am nothing. I will hit a wall in two seconds without the Lord. Let me explain that to you. I will hit a wall in two. If I try to do something on my own strength, I will hit a wall. Trust me, I've done it. And I'm just telling you right now, it's about him. And when the glory of the Lord comes, he renews your strength, but you gotta get in the presence of the Lord, whatever it takes for you to do that. Whatever it takes for you to get into the presence and the glory of the Lord. Don't let another night go by. I'm speaking to you. You know who I'm talking to you right now. Don't let another night go by where the devil robs you of your peace, of your joy. That peace that passes understanding is available in the presence of God. The joy unspeakable, that's available in the presence of God. The joy that the Lord talks about, the joy of the Lord, that's our strength. That's, that's available on the presence of God. When you spend time, I'm talking real time. Like when you actually get in the presence of the Lord, you, you, you take out all the distraction. You rid all the distractions, all the distraction. And you say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. You give him that time. If you give him that time, it doesn't matter what you've been through. If you give him that time and you say, Lord, I need my strength renewed. Renew my strength, God. I'm telling you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, he will do it. He will renew your strength. I promise you because he's real. And this is the reality of our world. This is the reality. So as we go into 24, when 24 is going to be one of those years, I'm telling you, it's going to be one of those years. But the deal is we renew our strength. We soar and we are in it, but we're not of it. And we are going to thrive, not only survive, but thrive in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the challenge, in the middle of the storm. You better believe that God will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He is with us until the end of the age. He said, occupy until he comes. That's our mandate. Go and make disciples. Become a soul winner. He will renew your strength. He will give you what you need. He is our portion. He is our present help in time of need. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for this time tonight. I, I probably got to get off because I'm just, I'm just feeling your presence, Lord, right now. And I just, I thank you. 
I thank you for this amazing community. I thank you for everybody watching this. Lord, I pray that the right people see this. It's about you. And I pray, Lord, that that message that you gave me today about renewing our strength, this, this group, one of our big jobs in the next season, and probably until you come, Lord, is to, is to strengthen and, and to encourage and to bring the truth of your word and your gospel message and the fact that you are our portion and you are our strength and you are our hope. And in you, we find the peace, we find the joy and we find the rest. And I thank you that your body is finally coming to the understanding. I believe it, it's happening more than ever before that the body of Christ is coming to understand that it's not a man, it's not a man, it's not a man. A man is not gonna save us. You, Jesus, are our strength. You are our hope. You're gonna save us. You already have. And Lord, we're gonna rule and reign with you for all eternity. Our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. What a, what a joy, what a peace, what a rest that we know that we're just passing through in this world. But we're gonna rule and reign for all eternity with Jesus Christ. Amen? That's, that's the message right there. All right, I love you. Be encouraged. If you didn't hear the message, I highly encourage you to go back to the beginning because I kind of, you know, bring the whole thing together. And um, the Lord really put this really hard on me today. So, all right, love you guys.